just going to read a few verses from the Bible before we start looking at the screen. So keep your eyes off the screen for a minute. If you've got a Bible in front of you, you might want to turn to page 913. It doesn't actually have a page number on it, but it's the first page of the New Testament. And I'm just going to read a few verses. Matthew 1, verses 18 to 23. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had it in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You can have the PowerPoint back on, that would be great. It's that time of year, isn't it, when a lot of the reality TV shows are coming to an end? Who's an X Factor fan? One of you. <laughs> Two. Two of you. Strictly Come Dancing? Yes, there we go. Who was the X Factor winner? Yeah, that's right. Matt Terry. And who was the Strictly winner? Go on, I think we'll come to the professor, because I know he's a kid. Who was the winner? Ori. Ori. Fantastic. Now, I wonder, actually, for men of a certain age this morning, whether the hero of the reality TV shows was not the winners, but whether it was this man. (laughs) Who's this? Ed Balls. Ed Balls Balls used to be a very serious politician. And then he decided that he couldn't dance, so went on Strictly Come Dancing, took center stage, played a piano that was on fire. I could have tried that this morning. And I think everybody loves it. Who loved Ed Balls in that? Go on, put your hands up, give him a clap. He's not here, but he'll sure he'll appreciate it. Who likes being centre stage? You don't have to put your hands up for this, but just think about it. Do you like being centre stage? Would you have relished the role of the donkey this morning? Would you have liked to have been up here in the lights? Yes, no. You see, every year we retell the nativity, don't we? And it's such an important thing that we do because it reminds us that it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus coming into the world. It's about Jesus, the Son of God, who was born in Bethlehem. And there's all kinds of other figures, aren't there, who come into the story. There's some sheep. Well, there aren't actually, but we had a lot of noise from those sheep this morning, didn't we? There are the wise men. There's the shepherds. There's Mary. And then there's Joseph. And Joseph is one of those people who sometimes, I think, gets left out a little bit. When was the last time you thought about Joseph? around Christmas. I can't remember the last time, really, that I sat and thought about what kind of person he was. Who's been to a Christmas market? Right, where have you been? Go on, Timothy, I know where you've been, because I went with you. The Manchester Manchester one. Anyone else? Anyone been anywhere more interesting than Manchester? York. York, was it good? Best one. Best one. Anyone else? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Anywhere else? Skipton. I like Skipton. Anywhere else? Anyone been abroad? Munich, fantastic. Anyone been to Chester? We went to Chester as well as Manchester. 
That was okay. Liverpool? No? Manchester. There's Manchester Christmas Market in all its glory. I think somebody has taken it in rain and made the rain look like snow. <laughs> it never snows in Manchester before Christmas. But you know, when you go to the Christmas markets, you walk around and you go and you perhaps buy yourself some food or get a drink, or you go and buy something you had no idea you needed and then wonder why on earth you bought it afterwards. And you're wandering around. Do you ever think about the people who set the place up? The background people. The people like the joiners who went in and built the log cabins. Or the people like the electricians who go in and lay all that cabling so that the lights come on. Do you ever give a second thought to those people? Well, you know, without those people, there'd be no Christmas markets. They're the people who make things happen. Joseph, I think, is a bit of a behind-the-scenes kind of person. But he's absolutely key to what God is doing in the Christmas accounts. Now, let's get the obvious things out of the way about Joseph from this reading. He's a man, the obvious one first. He has a fiancé, Mary. He's of the ancestral line of King David. We heard a bit about prophecy this morning. That is significant because it means all the prophecies of the Old Testament are coming true. And then we find out that Mary is going to give birth to God's son, Jesus. An angel appears to Joseph in a dream. The angel tells Joseph what Jesus will do. He will save people from their sins. Because Jesus won't stay a baby for long. He'll grow up like all of us do. He'll grow up. He'll become a man. He'll go around teaching people about the kingdom of God. He'll perform miracles to show that God has broken into our experience. And then what he'll do, he'll end up dying on the cross at Easter for the sins of the world so that we can know God, so that we can know forgiveness and a new beginning when we follow him. And the angel tells Joseph what God is doing as the Messiah is born. Verse 24, Joseph wakes up from his dream. I don't know whether you're a morning person. You know, I wake up normally between about seven and a half and seven and a half past, and my brain wakes up about an hour and a half later. I'm not a morning person, but then my brain starts to go to sleep at about seven o'clock in the evening, so I'm not an evening person either. I think I'm sort of, I'm a noon person. <laughs> so he wakes up, and verse 24, we find this verse. He did what the angel of the Lord commanded. He trusts what God has said to him. Just gets on with it. And if you look through the story, where was Joseph? He was there when the shepherds arrived. He's there when the kings arrive. He's there as the story carries on. And Mary and Joseph have to flee into Egypt to escape from Herod. He's there. Joseph wasn't the center of attention. He was just a bloke who listened to God and did what God said. It just reminds me, actually, this morning, you know, God isn't calling us to be people who are the center of attention, but just people who will listen to him and follow him. People who will hear the message of the angels. People who will hear what God is doing at Christmas and say, I'm in. I want to be part of this hope. I want to be part of this joy. I want to be part of what it means to have peace on earth. And later on in Matthew's Gospel, we haven't got time to look at it now, but as you get to chapter 4, Jesus is calling his disciples. And in verse 19, Jesus just says to some, some other random men, three words, come follow me. Come, follow me. And so Jesus is calling ordinary people, people like me, people like you, to hear what he's doing and say, I'm in. 
I'm following. I'm with you. Will you be that kind of person this Christmas? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came at Christmas, that you were obedient to your Father's will. Thank you for all that we've talked about this morning, all the amazing news that you came into our world. I just pray that we may know your love and your peace and your joy this Christmas, and we may be people who say yes to following you. In Jesus' name, amen.